0: Hi, my name is Sabrina Mannix. I also go by Sabby. I am the youth minister here at First Methodist Amarillo and so I probably don't get to see your face a lot. Um, I've been working with First Methodist Church for almost two years now. I started as a worship intern and helped with the youth worship in Canyon and then I became the youth minister when we launched the Amarillo campus. I'm so excited to come to you today on Senior Sunday. Uh, I know Senior Sunday, it means that school is almost over and summer is almost here. So that's just a lot of joy, anticipation, excitement. I don't know if you're excited, I'm excited. I don't know if you have, uh, you know, summer plans set. If you don't get them set, take that time, have some fun. That's I feel like fun is what's associated with summer. And uh, we're, today we're going to be talking about new seasons. And so before I jump into my message, I'd like to pray to just be sure that Uh, My heart is centered on on what the Lord has to say. If you'll bow your head and close your eyes with me. Father, this is your time. I pray that I do not do this in, in my own strength. But I pray that it is your words, Father. I pray, Lord, that what we get today, what we hear today from this message from the Scripture, Father, um, is all rooted in truth and in You. You're welcome to this time in Jesus' name, Amen. The Scripture that was read this morning was First Thessalonians uh, chapter one, verses five through seven, and in verse six specifically, it he mentions Paul is writing to the Thessalonians to the Thessalonians, and he mentions that they received the word with joy in spite of persecution. And so I want to unpack how the Thessalonians uh, came to faith, and we can find this in Acts 17, and I don't have the time to just read that whole thing to you, so I'm just going to uh, tell you what happens in Acts 17. So Paul and Silas arrive in Thessalonica, to preach the gospel. They start preaching the gospel in the Jewish synagogues because their goal is to use scripture to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, but the thing with Paul and Silas is even though they're going to the Jewish synagogues and they are you know, using scripture to prove Jesus is the Messiah, they are not opposed to speaking to anyone. And so as they, they're spending a few weeks there and they're speaking about Um, Jesus as the Messiah and using scriptures and prophecies to prove that he is and that he had to die and be raised again and that he did. uh, It says that uh, many devout Greeks, many Jews, and some prominent women uh, become followers of Jesus. And so they're starting to see this, this movement. People in Thessalonica are becoming followers of Jesus. And then there is this group of Jewish people who are angry about that. They're jealous about that. They're not happy. Um, scripture says that they are jealous, and so they decide to form a mob, and they're they're hunting after Paul and Silas. And so they go to this uh, this house of this man named Jason, and they start dragging out all of these new believers, and they're looking for Paul and Silas. And and uh, at that same night, Paul and Silas are fleeing to another town. They're they're leaving. And so when they can't find Paul and Silas, when the mob can't find them, they uh, just take these Christians to the city officials, force them to pay bail, and then let them go. Can you imagine giving your life to Jesus, barely accepting him as your Lord, your Savior, and then a few days or a few weeks later, being dragged out of your home, for this new thing you believe in, and then your pastor, the person who taught you about Jesus, having to flee in the middle of the night. The gospel has to be real for them to continue believing in Jesus after all of that. Later, Paul is worried about their faith, so they send Timothy. Timothy uh, comes back to tell Paul how through all of that persecution, And trials, they stayed steady and kept their faith. They had no idea what their future held or what was about to happen to them when Paul and Silas left. When the future is blurry, we need to stay steady. Have you ever been in a moment when you have no idea what's gonna happen? I think about imagine you're driving on a super busy highway, maybe for the first time, maybe you're driving in Dallas highways, Dallas traffic and you don't know, uh, and you're just driving, and then all of a sudden you have to sneeze. Whew, like, you don't want to close your eyes, so you're just there, you try to sneeze, try to keep your eyes open, your eyes closed anyway, and uh, you don't know what's going to happen in those moments. You don't want to close your eyes while you're driving, because uh, being, not being able to see while driving is terrifying. that's kind of what i I see with the thessalonians it's like they're they're going they're driving and then all of a sudden they have to sneeze and they don't know what's going to happen they don't know what's going on they don't know what what will happen when they open their eyes um my first time driving to el paso texas on my own was christmas of 2020. there are two main routes to take so there's a route through new mexico no one takes the Texas route it, it's just long flat roads and it takes longer but the two route two main routes in New Mexico is one is through Rioso Mountains and another one is through Carlsbad New Mexico and I was driving back to Canyon it was New Year's or almost New Year's Eve and I knew that it was winter, there was probably gonna be snow in the mountains in Rio. So there's always snow in the mountains. I didn't wanna risk driving through snow because this, I hadn't even had my license for a year. I drive a very small 2004 Ford Taurus small car I didn't wanna risk driving in the snow in the mountains. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna take this route through Carlsbad. Um, The thing about the Carlsbad route is it is a one lane highway. So the only thing stopping me from opposing traffic is a line on the road. So I'm driving back and then I start to see some snowflakes and I'm like, oh no, like, you know, it's okay. I can handle, I can handle a little bit of snow. It'll be fine. And then within a matter of minutes, it turns into a full blizzard. I low visibility, everyone is slowing down. I can't see the car in front of me. If I can, I'm too close. And um, I'm driving and then all of a sudden, this semi going the opposite direction, drives past me and blows dirty sleet and, and mud and snow onto my windshield. So I turn on my windshield wipers and they were dirty and I didn't realize it. So it's just spreading more mud and dirt around my windshield, I can't see a thing. So I turn my hazards on, I pull over when I can't really see where to pull over because the snow is thick. And then I pull over and I'm like, I gotta clean my windshield. I I take my water bottle, I spray it on my windshield, clean it really quick, clean my windshield wipers. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's go, let's go. And so I get back on the road, and I'm driving, and then, boom, semi blows sleet onto my car. My windshield wipers are trying their hardest. And then I can see again. I'm like, okay, it's fine, it's fine. Another time, semi blows sleet onto my car, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Why are there so many semis? I can't see what is happening. And then it happens again, and I said, I'm done, I'm done. I want to leave. And so I, I pull over, put my hazards on, pull over, and I'm like, I just want to go home. I can't drive in this. I can't do this. I, can't, I do not want to drive in this blizzard right now. I just want to go home. But there was no visibility, so there was no way for me to turn around. So I checked the weather radar, and the blizzard is just going to keep growing. And I I drive a small car. If I stayed where I was, I was going to get stuck in the snow. My only option was to keep going. So I prayed, turned on worship music, and I get back on the road. I'm driving and semis blow sleet over me and uh, each 30 second to a minute period when I can't see and my windshield wipers are trying their hardest I can't see anything out of my front windshield, I just hold my arms as tight as I could. I look forward because where you look, the car goes, right? I look forward and I just stay steady. And so each time a semi covers my car with snow or just a big opposing car covers my car in snow, I lock, stay steady, and keep my eyes forward. Because if I don't, I could either veer into oncoming traffic or veer off into a dip that my car can't get out of. When the future is blurry, we need to stay steady. Like the Thessalonians stayed steady in their faith. Earlier I spoke a little bit about how excited I was for summer. Here's the thing, as much as we anticipate new seasons, we don't always know what each new season is going to hold. I love summer. I love swimming. I love going to the beach. I love vacations. But it's not even my favorite season. I look at summer with like so much joy and anticipation, and it's not even my favorite season. It just brings that. But with summer also comes mosquito bites and sunburns. I I thankfully don't really burn that much. I've had a, a burn on my scalp once. Worst experience ever. Um, so. My heart goes out to you if you sunburn, but I hate mosquitoes and mosquitoes love me all the time. No one else will be getting bit and I will. And, you know, that comes with summer. New seasons come with new challenges. And aside from literal seasons, we're all entering the new season of summer literally. But aside from literal seasons, many of us are entering into seasons of life. So for our seniors, you're graduating. You are, you may be moving out of your parents' house and you're having to navigate bills and rent for the first time. Maybe you're going to college, you have to navigate um, less structure and form new study habits. For others, you know, you may be praying about starting a new job or accepting a raise or even maybe retiring. And those are all good things. They still come with their own challenges, but those things you have to navigate new expectations put on you, new boundaries that you have to place between you know uh, your personal life, you know, and in your relationships. I know that like new seasons can become so overwhelming. When I graduated college in 2020, whoo, what a year to graduate. I went home for a little bit, and then I came back to Canyon because I was going to start work. And within a two-week span, I bought a car for the first time, moved into an apartment for the first time, and started two part-time jobs. It was so overwhelming. And we don't know what challenges I had. But we need to follow in the example of the Thessalonians and stay constant in our relationship with God. When the future is blurry, We need to stay steady. We all go through these seasons of change, but through the changes, God is our constant. I was thinking about this word steady, and it reminded me of the word steadfast, which I feel like I've read a million times in the Bible. So I wanted to compare their definitions side by side because I felt like they're probably the same word. They're slightly different, mostly the same, But the three words that I found in both definitions uh, were constant, unwavering, and firm. So how can we learn to be constant and unwavering in our faith, like the Thessalonians, when we don't know what lies ahead? To answer that, We need to look at what else Paul writes to the Thessalonians. So in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul is like, you know, I'm so proud of you. you have done great, but I have more instruction for you. And so in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God, as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. Paul calls the Thessalonians to do so even more, to keep growing. Just like my story in the blizzard, I could stay where I was and get stuck in the snow, or I could keep going and get out of this storm. The way we stay steady in our relationship with God is to keep growing, to keep seeking him, keep spending time in the day with him, being intentional, In our relationship with him. We need to set our eyes on God who is our rock, our foundation, our constant in all of the change. I don't know about you, but when I go through a lot of changes, I shut down. I get overwhelmed. I stop letting others in. I begin overthinking. I just stay in my head. Things I love become things I dread. When people ask, How are you? I say, I'm here. And more than anything, I just want to run away. You can kind of tell, like in my blizzard story, when I said, I just want to go home. You know I would stop all of that. Setting my eyes on God, not my circumstances. Colossians three says, Therefore, If you were raised with Christ, look for the things that are above, where Christ is sitting at God's right hand. Think about the things above and not the things on earth. Wherever you look, the car goes. In the midst of our circumstances, if your eyes are on God, you're going to lean in God and lean on God, and you'll be able to stay steady. Now, I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about having our life together, or acting as if you don't have challenges or circumstances. Like I said, new seasons can be fun and and good things, but they can still have their challenges. And I'm not saying to ignore all of that. I'm not saying that we have to try to be perfect through all of that. But we can be constant in our relationship with God because God is constant. Hebrews 6 says, So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. We can be constant because God is constant. He is an anchor. The thing is, we need to be intentional now. We need to think about how we're gonna stay steady now. Because when we're in the middle of the storm, we, we can't think about how to stay steady. Our eyes are on everything going around. And so we have to make a decision now how we are going to stay constant and unwavering when we don't know the challenges ahead. And the key to that is to keep growing. And to keep our eyes on things above. And so, cl- in closing, I don't want this should be something you listen to. I-, I want you to take a moment and pray about how you can become steady and constant in your relationship with God now. So that when the future is blurry, you can stay steady. And that can look a million different ways. That can look like starting your morning with 10 minutes of worship every morning. That can look like committing to a Bible reading plan. It can look like choosing to pray a certain amount of time a day. However it looks for you to connect in your relationship with God, we need to be intentional now in growing in our relationship with God so that we can stay steady. When the future is blurry, We need to stay steady. Please join me in some prayer. Father, I just thank you so much for your word. That your word teaches us how to be examples of Christ. How to follow you. Father, I pray, Lord, that we can all, as we enter into this new season of summer, we can find how to keep our relationship with you strong as we enter into new seasons of life and life change, as seniors graduate, as people change jobs, as people move, Father, I pray, Lord, that we can learn to be constant in our relationship with you so that in the middle of all the storm and the chaos, we can keep our eyes on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Happy summer.